Oh, okay. So the side piece left. So I guess it's going to be me and Garrett for a minute here. Just wavelengths, number 19, almost at 20. Lot to talk about, actually. It's almost the end of July. And there's a decent amount of sports stuff to talk about. The side piece is back. They always come back. So what should we talk about first, gentlemen? Um, let's talk about the newest news that just that just dropped today. Um, the Aaron Rodgers thing. I feel like that's really interesting and has really huge uh, ramifications on the future of the NFL. So that's what we should start with first. I mean, yeah, I think that you know, Steve. I was just going to say, like, it's crazy we're still talking about this, but. Yeah, I feel like they're making it a little dramatic uh, for a team, for a quarterback and a wide receiver to both post a picture of Jordan and Pippen when they don't have a ring together. Uh, it was a little too dramatic for me. They're, they're a great, possibly the best quarterback receiver duo in the league right now. I'm not disputing that, but it was just so much drama. Like, either you're going to play or you're not going to play. We're going through all this last dance, throwing hints and stuff. Like, let's just get out of the way. This division is going to be wide open if you don't play, and you're going to run away with it if you do play. It's one of the two. We don't need all this subliminal messaging on on your Instagram story. Uh, no drama. Just quit. Just stop. Like, let's just play the game or just don't. No more last dance. You don't have a ring together. That's enough. So I feel like they, they just put that up as kind of like a kind of a joke, and I think a lot of people kind of took it a little too – too serious. I thought it was hilarious, personally. Um, I mean, because at, at this point, everybody knows, Aaron Rodgers knows, the Packers know, fans know, media knows that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be on the Packers by this time next year. Because of, every, of everything that's going on, he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll tough it out. I'll do this one last year. But after this, we're done. Um, and obviously, Demonte Adams isn't going back to Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, I guess it's kind of like their own last dance type of thing, even though, like I said, they never want to ring. Um, I'm, I'm glad we're, we're finally getting some a clear, some sort of clarification on this and, you know, knowing where this is he- heading towards because I'm tired of talking about this as well. Even though I love Aaron Rodgers, I'm just kind of sick and tired. Like, okay, let's 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 get a direction. Let's, let's get this train going somewhere. And now with this new deal, I believe they said, you know, it kind of, but it's like it guarantees all of well, not guarantees all of the money, but it allows them to get out of Green Bay after 2021, and the Packers don't, you know, get too much financial, you know, a financial burden. So I'm glad you know both sides are getting what they want. I just hope that uh, that this time next year that Aaron Rodgers is actually gone and this is completely over. Yeah, we don't want to deal with this drama again next offseason because if I have to watch Aaron Rodgers host Jeopardy, we don't even know if he's going to be an NFL quarterback this time next year. I don't think I can just deal with that stress again. So I'm glad they're getting it settled down. I'm glad everybody is winning. The Packers are getting off scratch free after this year. Rodgers gets to do what he wants after this year. And Devontae has a chance to move on if he if he chooses to after this year. So I guess it's, I guess I'd consider it the happy ending to a, a really frustrating off-season for, for the Packers. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy to just kind of up and leave. I mean, besides winning a Super yes. Bowl, there's nothing else for him. 
I don't really think he cares about records. And he obviously, he's never really cared about his reputation. He's made that pretty obvious because like, you know, he doesn't talk to his family. He doesn't care what people think about him. So. And I respect that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 100%. 100%. I do too. Well, 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 not the family part, but, you know, the not caring what anybody thinks of him. Yeah. I respect that. And for Green Bay, I mean, this is like best case scenario. Uh, I want to say this is best case scenario because think about it. If you trade Aaron Rodgers next offseason and Drew to Love is it's hot trash, then what, 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 what was that for? He's not getting, he's not getting traded. He's either going to play one more year after the season or he's going to retire. Aaron Rodgers isn't playing for another team. I completely, unless, unless he gets hurt, I completely disagree. He's going to get traded. He's, I wish, I wish he, he got traded this past off season, but I truly, I will, I will bet, bet money that Aaron Rodgers will be playing next year for a different NFL organization. And you, and you think it's going to be through trade rather than uh, like his contract yes. ending? See, As, I, uh, I, I could see it, but I just don't really feel like that makes sense because every team knows that this is it for him. So they're, gonna, they're not going to be willing to give up much of anything. So, I mean, maybe the Packers are going to try and get like a late round pick out of him, but it, they've made it abundantly clear like this is it for him. I don't see a team throwing a bunch of draft picks, a bunch of good players – after this season, if something goes on and somehow for some reason he's he's on the block during the season, maybe. But I think by the time the season concludes, his trade value will have tanked. I think everybody knows this is it for him in Green Bay, and I don't think anybody would be willing to give up too much to to get him on the roster. They'd rather wait for him in free agency when his contract ends by the end of this offseason, or by the end of ne- by the start of next offseason. And so. For Aaron Rodgers is pretty much the exact opposite of Aaron or uh, Tom Brady. He has less rings, obviously. But from like, I feel like Brady really cares about what people think about him. So that's why since he's gone to Tampa, he really wants people to like him and he's all personable now and whatnot. And he cared about what people think of him, the rings and stuff. I Aaron Rodgers really doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. I feel like if he had another really good season, he would be like, yeah, you know, I don't really want to do this anymore. And I also don't think he would want to force himself to play. I feel like if he really thought that he had an ounce of, do I really want to, he'd, he'd just leave. So I, I see what you're saying with that part. And I'm, I might have to backtrack on my, on my statement that, you know, he's going to get traded. He might not get traded because I looked, he, by, by the time next season starts in 2022, it's going to be 38. How much are you willing to give up for, for a 38-year-old quarterback that's disgruntled? Um, they they could just, you know, hopefully e- either trade him to an to the organization that he wants to or just completely just let him walk scot-free like, hey, we appreciate everything you've done for us for the last, what, 15 or so, 16 years. Go and do as you please. Um that's what I hope that they do because I feel like he deserves that and has earned that respect and the, you know, ability to do that. I just don't know if they're going to actually do that. So who do you think it's traded for more? 
if Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson both hit the trade block at the same time? Deshaun Watson. As of right now. You think so? I, I agree, but I was just wondering if teams would be cautious being that his legal situations haven't completely sorted themselves out. So the reason I say Deshaun Watson is simply because I really, you really haven't heard too much about, you know, what's truly going on. Like, Oh, you know, he's getting fined this much or he's, he's in probation or, you know, I really haven't heard any, you know, legal uh, ramifications coming towards him. I feel like this is just kind of, I guess, to deal with it out of court because I don't think there's any true evidence. I feel like you're just going to be like, all right, you know what? I'll, here's a lump lump sum of, of money. Here's something just to, I guess, do what rich people do. Pay, 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 have the ability to pay for your problems to go away. Um, so, and his, his trade value is going to be higher at this point, even going forward to Aaron Rodgers will ever be just off of the simple fact that he's like over 10 years younger. So that's why I would say um, Deshaun Watson. I feel like the yeah, only, I agree. The only like uh, situation that this is comparable to is Michael Vick, but Michael Vick actually, you know, went to prison and we didn't know when he was going to get out. But I feel like if a team was told, Hey, you can get Michael Vick, but you have to wait four years for him. They would have given up something for him. You know what I mean? whether it be you know, I mean, fifth round pick or whatever. And Deshaun Watson, yeah, I mean, there isn't any talk of jail time or anything like that. So I feel like a team, they'd probably be smart to wait just in case. But I feel like even if they knew like, hey, you let's still say talk, hypothetically, though. he's going to jail for two years. I think they would take their chances and get him two years. And, and with each passing day is a win for Deshaun Watson as long as nothing else is coming up because he's slowly working his way out. Um, more and more people are coming down saying and backing out of this whole case, some of his accusers. And I think every single day that new news doesn't break and dig him further in this hole, he's getting out. And I think, and he's, I mean, he's reporting to the Texans so he doesn't get fined. It, it's becoming, I feel like more likely that he is going to get traded maybe even before the season starts, as long as he continues on this, this trend that he's on right now. And I feel like Philly just bold prediction. By the end of this offseason, he's going to be an eagle, and he's going to have his legal stuff sorted out. I think that makes a load of sense. As long as nothing new comes up, I feel like he could easily get traded before week one of the regular season. Yeah, I don't see him getting. Well, I, hopefully, I don't see him getting traded to Philly. I'm, 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 I'm praying to God he doesn't get traded to Philly. He deserves better than that that trash ass uh, city. Um, I I don't think he's going to get traded before the season starts. Um, I don't think he's going to get traded this this offseason, period. I feel like, just like Aaron Rodgers, there's going to be some, some, some sort of, you know, process towards, you know, moving on from him. And I think he's going to get traded next offseason. That way, let's say you trade him to Houston. I'm sorry, Jesus Christ. You trade him to Denver. And let's say Denver gives you a first-round pick this year. Well, if 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 they bring in Watson and they do really good and they let's say they won the division, you know, have one of the best records in the league, that first round pick's going to be in the low twenties. But if if Denver's trash or whoever you trade them to is trash, you're going to have a high high pick. That way, you can still get 
a you know one of the if not the best player in next year's draft so I feel like trading if you didn't trade them this before this past draft you have to wait wait till um next year's draft yeah I mean that makes sense especially and I feel like they have to definitely look out for teams that are already on the rise that are trying to give up too little in draft capital because a team like Denver could fleece them that defense is already great they're they've Mm -hmm. been a quarterback away for the last few seasons I feel like so yep. they could get absolutely fleeced if they send it to Denver. I feel like Philly, even with Watson, isn't winning that division. So I feel like mm-hmm. that makes more sense. I think Miami's another suitor. I think Miami would be good. They could fleece him as well. And that's why it, um, it really – I guess, yeah, it makes sense for it to not be able to happen before the season starts. But maybe during the season, once, you know, you get to midseason, you get to the trade deadline, and it's becoming increasingly likely that this guy's getting out of trouble, but he's not putting on a Texans uniform ever again. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of weighing your options then. I feel like with everything that we've talked about, that's probably the earliest realistic timeline. Yeah. And I'm still sticking with Philly. That's my prediction. That's that's who he's playing for next. Sorry, Deontay. I'm, that's who I'm sticking with. He'll probably get traded somewhere stupid. Like, I, I don't even know. Uh, probably some team in like Midwest. Nah. nah, he's coming to, he's coming to uh, DC. I, I, mean, like I mean, it's possible. But I mean, Fitzpatrick's about to win MVP, so you guys aren't even going to need him, you know. Taylor Heineke, just in case something goes wrong. I mean, you guys got a. I mean, you guys got a, a better quarterback room this year than you did last year, and you still made the playoffs last year and almost knocked off the eventual champs. To say that Washington isn't winning that division is is blasphemous. Let's be honest. Uh, Dallas's defense. Dallas's defense is not going to compete. Their secondary alone is going to lose them two or three games this year. And I like their offense. And they're going to win shootouts. They're not beating Washington. Teams with great defenses like that. Look at the Steelers last year. They had Ben Roethlisberger thrown for almost as many interceptions as touchdowns in the most putrid run game I've seen. And they won the division because that defense was that good. I think Washington's defense is on that level. And I think Washington's offense this year is going to be better than the Steelers' offense last year. So I don't think – I can't – and I don't see the Giants catching them. And I definitely don't see the Phillies catching them or the the Eagles catching them. Um, So if Dallas beats them, I'll be shocked. And that's the only team I think even has a remote chance of catching Washington. And I'm I'm dying on that hill. So I like this guy. That we do on this show. We just we just cater to the guest. We might not even we might not even you know believe what we're saying. Not that I don't think you don't agree with that, but to say that Dallas beating Washington in a 17 game season would be blasphemous. It's not happening. When 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 the season's over and we can come back, we can review this tape. And I'm just preparing my "I told you so" speech right now. As soon as we get off the pod, I'm preparing it because it's not happening. The defense is too bad. I mean, it's it's really not that worth it. Every time you think that you're so close, like I remember watching the Lakers Warriors playing game, and I was like, "Yes, I'm going to prove everybody wrong," and then I didn't. And then the Grizzlies made it. But yeah, hey. you know, poor poor Curry had to play with. Andrew Wiggins and Juan Toscano Anderson as his uh, side pieces that whole season. I mean, if he wasn't scoring 35 a game, they weren't winning a single game. 
he, he almost did. He almost pulled it off, but then he couldn't, he couldn't get through. But I mean, the NBA just got uh, shaken up today with what was that Valanciunas going to, to New Orleans? Did they ever mention what, what all got sent back? Bledsoe, yeah. Adams, was it a first guy. from the Lakers was, uh, next year? Let me see. I just saw it. I just saw it. I just saw it. It was Memphis sent uh, Valanciunas the 17th and 51st pick to New Orleans, and Memphis got uh, Stephen Adams, Bledsoe, uh, the 10th pick, the 40th pick, and uh, – the Lakers 2022 first round pick. Now that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this, what the hell is this deal? What Isn't is it crazy that you get Steven Adams and you like get to move up? That's pretty you moved up twice. At this point, I feel like Valanciunas is a little bit better than Steven Adams. Valanciunas doesn't really need the ball in his hands. I feel like he does things that don't go in the stat sheet. Uh, I feel like he's going to be a huge piece, especially for New Orleans with all the scores they have to have a, uh, a glass cleaner like Valanciunas, who doesn't really need the ball, but can give you 10 and 15 a game, I think is really going to benefit this team. I see it as a win for both teams, but it, it when you look into the details, it, it is a really, really weird trade for both teams as well. Yeah, and I feel like the Steven Adams experience didn't really work on Bourbon Street. Because, you know, Zion isn't going to kill you from three. So, you know, you can use him in a pick and roll situation. And that kind of defeats the purpose of having Steven Adams, who just takes up a bunch of room with all his, you know, tattoos and yeah, hair. The Pelicans were an, an absolute disappointment last year. I feel like they were so poorly coached by Van Gundy and they had so much talent that they didn't utilize properly. And uh, so I really hope the new coach they just brought in Willie Green, I think, is that who it was? I hope he coaches them better because there's so much potential and so much young talent on that team that for them to to never make it deep into the playoffs as long as they're able to keep that core together and add key veterans, I think that would be a huge loss. And I, I think it would all trace back to how poorly they were coached this past season because it was awful. If you watch – I watched a few of their games in the regular season, and they just – they just look like a team that were just coaching themselves. I didn't understand. I didn't like the Van Gundy hire to begin with. And then when you watched Nobody did. Yeah. And when you watched any of the games, I mean, he had to be the worst coach in the NBA last year. And that says a lot because the Timberwolves were awful too. And I can't even remember who their coach was last year. So, so the thing with, so let, let me start with Memphis. Um, so let me, cause this, cause I just saying this trade out loud, it's weird. Like I, so, so Memphis got a great locker room guy in Stephen Adams, and they got Bledsoe, who's trash. So nobody cares about about Bledsoe. But then you moved up seven spots in the first round, then you moved up eleven spots in the second round, and you also get a first round pick from the Lakers next year. That's a loss. So what exactly did New Orleans do? Like I freed like, up cap room. I mean a lot of it. I mean, yeah, but you know, they apparently they're not too sold on well not sold, but they're confused about what they want to do with Lonzo Ball. I guess they want to match his his money potentially. But does he want to actually be there? 
I mean, well, I mean, he's kind of trapped though. They match it. That stinks for him. I mean, yeah, but I don't. I mean, I guess I. I just don't know what New Orleans is is, is doing. Personally, I, I a ZO two sign and trade is inevitable. I mean, I agree. I feel like getting rid of Bledsoe is great because he had a pretty big contract. I don't like how much draft capital they had to move. I think that was kind of an L, but adding Valanchunas and get rid of, getting rid of Bledsoe, I, I think makes it enough to call this trade a win-win. But it, yeah, when you look at the details, this is just a weird trade. It just doesn't make any sense from top to bottom. But I guess both teams win, so you can't really complain too much, but you just got to kind of like scratch your head like at what both of these teams were really thinking here. I guess Memphis wanted to move up and, dra- and add draft capital, but... They didn't need another point guard in Bledsoe. And uh, I guess if they plan on starting Steven Adams, it makes sense. But I I wouldn't start Steven Adams at this point. Well, well, apparently there was a a report that Memphis isn't even going to keep Bledsoe. They might – I don't know what his money is looking like as far as his contract. They might cut him. They might trade him. Nope. Nobody wants Eric Bledsoe at at this point because ever since he put on a a Bucks uniform, he just became trash. Um. Yeah, so I don't. It's just it's just a really odd trade. I don't know what I don't know how to feel. At first, I felt like Memphis did a really good job, but then I sat back and I thought about it again. I don't understand it. I mean, I don't know. It's really weird. Can we talk about well, what's man, really important? Well, actually, I want to let Garrett get his last point in. I was going to say, I guess if they plan on starting Jaron Jackson at the five. Then it makes both the players that got back expendable and they just had a draft capital. But if they, which I don't think Jackson belongs at the five, then they just sent away a great center for an aging center with who's confused about his own game. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, who I haven't seen play good basketball since he wore a Suns jersey and some minor draft capital improvement. So, I don't know. Anyways, go ahead, Steven. Yeah. The canoe slalom in Tokyo, Japan, the best thing I've ever seen. Oh. The what? The um canoe. The I guess the canoe. It's it's event. the best the best. Bryce Martino. The sound of it. But from you know, you guys probably know him as the FB analyst on Instagram. Didn't like it. I was like, no man, this rips and like you're missing out. It sounds amazing. I'm getting a picture of like a grown man and a grown Olympian in like a canoe with like oars like that. It's so it's better than what you can imagine. All right, so let me let me ask let me ask you guys this, Stephen. From from the way you're talking, you've watched a lot of the Olympics, right? Absolutely, it is my favorite sporting event, without a doubt. Garrett, how much of the Olympics have you watched? I watched a lot on day one, and I've been trying to follow it since then, but I haven't really watched much. Okay, so I don't know if it was a combination of, of the fact that it, it kind of started when I was on on vacation. I have not watched a single second of the Olympics. Yeah, okay, Boomer. I'm so serious. I don't know why. I, I just realized I have not watched a single second, and I, 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 feel, I, feel, I feel bad now. I have, I have genuinely no idea what's going on outside of – USA basketball, which is absolutely fucking pitiful. All right, so yeah. th- this is good. So I've been looking forward to this. There was like a couple months ago, I was worried what we would talk about for a couple weeks, but luckily 
they they went on with the Olympics. So here's what you missed. Um, Friday night, like a, a boring opening ceremony. I don't really care about that. Saturday, we had some basketball. We had some handball, water polo. Shout out the U.S. women's handball. No, water polo team. Tied 3-3 with Japan. Smoke Japan. Wind up winning the whole thing 25-4. to How you like that for American ingenuity in the pool? Uh, yeah, got? against the home team, too. Saturday night, first ever skateboarding final for the men's, which skateboarding I've always enjoyed. I never, I don't personally like it because I don't like my feet vibrating like that because that's weird. But I always, you know, like watching it with the X Games and whatnot. What? I don't like the way the gravel feels. I prefer oh. riding a bike. Anyways, Nigel yeah, Houston was good. supposed to be the favorite. They kept talking about how, you know, he's just getting warmed up, blah, blah, blah. Didn't get the gold. That's fine. Jagger Eaton got the first ever American medal in skateboarding. That was awesome. The fact that we have Olympic athletes for our country wearing AirPods like Garrett is now and having their phone in their pocket while competing for a medal. Awesome. I mean, He's I don't American. Yeah. Like I don't, like I said, I, I, I guess I'm kind of getting, you know, the, the starting point in my life where everything confuses me. Why is skateboarding in Olympic sport? Like why? This, like, the sole reason like is because they're trying to connect with the younger audience. Let's be honest. It's cool. But there's no – the only reason they put that in is because they needed a younger target audience. Nobody our age, nobody in their teens, in their 20s, wants to really, like, sit down and watch water polo, I guess, except for Stephen. Uh, well, <laughs> well, well, I will, I will say this. During the 2016 – it was either 2016 or, or um, 2012. I, I remember watching water polo, and it was lit. I, I will give you that. I don't – I, I didn't watch much of it, but I remember I, the little I watched, it was very, very lit. Then what did we have Sunday? So Sunday we had women's uh, preliminary canoe slalom. Like I said, the best. I think the final is going to be today in the afternoon. Um, what else we have? We had badminton. We had the boys, you know, banging around the shuttlecock for a little bit back and forth. Table tennis. What else we have? Swimming, you know, always a riot. Um, like synchronized diving, I feel like that's another thing that people watch and they're like, this is stupid, but that like synchronized swimming for you to be so able to connect and like be in sync with somebody incredible. If they were like a 2000s boy band, they'd be like new kids on the block. I mean, I saw the one video of the, the two Americans. I think it was, they like, were literally like perfectly in sync. It looked like a simulation. And I'm not like I could never pull it off, and I don't know how people pull it off, but it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't make it super enjoyable to watch. I, I, that's, I tried to sit down and watch it like yesterday. I think that's what it was, was like the synchronized diving. I was getting bored. Like it's amazing. <laughs> like I was just, but I was just getting bored. Like I almost like turned on like golf, and like I play golf. <laughs> I didn't even like to watch golf, so that's how bored I was getting watching it. So I think that's going back. Like I feel like that's why they're adding sports like skateboarding. So I, so people don't get bored, but uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's not amazing, but like, I just couldn't watch it. I was just getting so, I was just, I was falling asleep. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just a combination of, of like, this is kind of a, a weird time where like, you know, I'm, I'm oddly very, very busy and you know, the NBA finals just, just wrapped up. So I'm kind of fatigued from that, but also it's, it's, it's a little, 
little feeling inside me where I just don't give a damn. I don't know why. I just don't give a damn about the Olympics. And I've never felt like this. I I, I watched some in 2016. I watched some in my whole life. But for some, for some reason right now, I just don't care. I don't know if that's bad or if it's just me. Very bad. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know why. Michael Phelps is there. It's, that's what it is. Yeah, then, then what's the name? Ryan, Ryan Lock, Lockte, or how do you say his last name? Locked? I don't know. I didn't, didn't, didn't he lose? Yeah, he didn't qualify, but that's fine. Sure. Well, well we got Saturday night, what, didn't you get like two, like a gold and silver out of the U.S. in like one race, one swimming race? Yeah, and yesterday they won the four by 100 relay. Uh, what's his name? Petey from Great Britain, you know, continued his dominance in breaststroke. Which, fun fact, when I did swim team, that was my best. I was terrible, but that was my best. I had really good form. They said I nailed the frog position, so. So why aren't you in Tokyo? Come on, man. Uh, Can I play frog boy? Because I would finish a minute and a half after everybody else. Can I can I call you frog boy now? I mean, that's up to you. Okay, cool. Excuse me. I mean, what else do we got? April Ross? Doesn't need Carrie Walsh Jennings. She can carry a women's volleyball team by herself. USA Rugby making their first appearance. I would have liked the soccer team to make it, but, you know, I guess the World Cup is more important. But, you know, maybe the Olympics. <laughs> they can't even make, make the World Cup, right? Because they, they suck. We, we don't got to talk about Russia. It was better okay. that they didn't go anyways. Okay. I was about to say terrible. They got in cutter, though. Good. Yeah, the, yeah, US, USA soccer is a joke. Nah, not anymore. We're going on the right path. Mm-hmm. At least I mean, you have basketball. I mean, oh, oh, wait, never mind. We're not going to have basketball. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, so Stephen, do you want to talk about how you were – even though I, I didn't say you – I kind of I was right. Wanna, I, wrong, I was totally I right. So, I, I, I just thought that at the end of, of the day – USA men's team was just better, you know, because obviously this is this is where you know the best basketball players in the world are are from, or at least the vast majority. I didn't think that they were going to lose to France. What what they lost three three times already. They lost to Nigeria, Australia. then they lose to Australia, yeah, and they lost to France. Jesus Christ! So it's just like, what they have a lot of talent, but it's just not. Not a really well organized team. Yeah, that's why like none of them are on the same team because yeah, they have like, to play by themselves. Yeah, it's a lot of ISO ball. I feel like that's that's where the NBA has gone. It's just you know, especially teams that aren't championship material don't you know have a stacked uh, super team like Brooklyn or like you know the Lakers or Clippers. Like, so Jesus, but um, yeah, it's just a matter of a lot of ISO ball players and they're trying to make these players play a game that they're not used to. They're not used to playing team basketball. And you see what happens. I mean, within the last three minutes in, in the game versus France, they allowed France to go to 14-0 run to 14-0 run to win the game. And that's just that just simply can't happen for um, for the US. So I feel like if they don't step it up, obviously then this is going to be terrible. A terrible look. What do yeah, they call the like? Thing. What are you saying, team? 
what do they call like the team like the the five on the court like the last two minutes like the money lineup or you know the phrase I'm talking about no it's just your I guess your closing five or whatever anyways why Draymond Green is included in that I have no idea yeah he's really good on defense they need to play yeah but like he shouldn't be there in the last two minutes of the game and he shouldn't be shooting threes in the final two minutes that you know would help win the game okay all right so he shouldn't be shooting but let me ask you this who if you take take him out who are you putting in because everybody has to fit a role well that that's also the problem with like jerry colangelo assembling this team because draymond green has to be in as often as possible yeah i mean you look a lot of the players who who is it dame durant score Bam. Score. No, but Score. like who Draymond and who is the other guy in? Probably Tatum? No. Maybe Bradley. Thought it was Beal. Levine. No, no, Bill's Bill's out. He got yeah. replaced by yeah. um Kelton Johnson. JaVale. Oh. JaVale's there too, isn't he? I thought yeah. why isn't he oh, in the club? Oh, Zach Levine came back. That's so but yeah, yeah, like just... Draymond Green has to be in. I understand that, but it's dumb that it got to this point. I mean, I mean, all right, so let's let's look at 2016. Let's look at the players that were there. They had Draymond, who was a playmaker, Kyle Lowry, who can be a playmaker. And then you look, obviously, to 2012, which was probably one of the best teams ever, Chris Paul, LeBron, et cetera. And you just simply don't have those same players now. You just have, a, you know, a lot of, you know, ISO scores. And, you know, Pop is trying to get them to play team basketball. But once again, that's not what they do. And when you try to get – this is almost like – Asking a, a corner who's really, really good at, at, at playing man to play zone. It just doesn't work. And a lot of these players just simply just aren't aren't good at playing team basketball. So that's just kind of where where uh, the men's team is at now. And at this point, I hope it gets better, but I don't have a lot of optimism for it to get better. Yeah, a major thing I really noticed um... – is they rely on fouls that typically get called in the NBA and that yep. they're not getting called. And you see our star players of the NBA jumping into, into trying to get fouls and they're not calling it based on like the FIBA rules, which they shouldn't. But the way the NBA is constructed, it has trained the best players in the world to not rely as much on their talent as to rely on the fact that the ref is going to blow a whistle if you jump into the guy guarding you. And it is yep. destroying their team. Yep. I've, mm-hmm. Every single time I turn it on, every single a minute highlight reel you watch on ESPN, France is moving the ball down the, down the uh, court and they make or miss. U.S. comes down and they waste a possession. They're jumping into the players trying to draw fouls. and It's just not – it doesn't work like that. And it shouldn't work like that in the NBA, but it does. And it's definitely not going to work in the Olympics. And it's getting proven right now that the way the NBA is structured scoring-wise doesn't fly on, on the international stage because they're getting embarrassed. And the NBA itself is getting exposed. And, I, and they, they need to actually play basketball again. And they don't look like they know how to play basketball right now. Exactly. Last thing I want to bring up is a couple rapid-fire questions with Deontay. Oh. This time next week, is Max Scherzer a national?
No, it's okay. It's not like we're pressed for time or anything. That was just 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 a silence for my pain. Okay. Probably fine. not. Is Trey Turner Probably a national? Not. Yes. What kind of a question is that? Juan Soto. Yes. Kyle Schwarber. I hope so, but probably not. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I can't think of Hudson, Hudson, Hand, um, Harrison, probably not because Gomes gone because this, this, it's just simple, simple. This Nationals team, they, they're really old. They don't, the farm system is terrible. There's not, I mean, key boom is terrible. Um, yeah, they, they need to rebuild the farm system and get better for the long term. Um, and when you – yeah, that's just simply what it is. They have to get younger and build for the future. I didn't tell or ask Garrett this, but at some point this weekend, we'll talk about all the trades. So where's Joey Gallo going, Garrett? Um, I have the Yankees. I think they need a left-handed hitter like that in the lineup because they're so bad at offense. So that's my prediction right now. I mean, short porch. I mean, Joe Yellow is not even going to need it. He's going to be hitting like 500 feet. But just in case he actually flies out to like that area of the field, he can still get a home run out of it. It just makes way too much sense for both sides. So. How many players on the Cubs are gone? Rizzo, Bryant, Kimbrell are all gone. They won't find a trade partner for Baez. Um, they don't. They don't want to trade Bias. That's I, which is funny because he's doing the worst out of all of them. Yeah, exactly. Bias, I I've never been a Bias fan, and the money he wants is ridiculous. So he's definitely going to be a Cub. But I think other key players, uh, Rizzo, Bryant, and Kimbrel, definitely all gone. I think Kimbrel is a perfect fit in the back end of Toronto's bullpen. Ooh. I feel like that makes a lot of sense because they, if you look at the way their team plays based on the advanced metrics, they need to be minimum and second in the AL East and they're barely above 500 because how bad the bullpen is. You stick Kimbrell in the ninth inning of that baseball team. I mean, who's really beating him? All you got to do is keep it close and get scratch a few runs across late. And I, I think he just locks it down. They don't have a closer. They need a closer. They need to pull that off. There's no excuse to not pull it off. Where's Chris Bryant go? Mets. Oh, no, 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 I, I, don't I, say I'm, that to me. no, no, no. I'm glad he said, it. I just, I really don't see it. Like they have him as the favorite. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, well, I'm not going to complain I, if it happens, but. I think you 